0: Hey, it's Robbie Mel. I play Firestorm, and you're listening to the Geek Pride Podcast. Good evening, everybody, again. <laughs> Welcome to the Geek Pride Cast on this Sunday evening. Uh, technology has failed us yet, once again, but uh, here we go. We're going to try this. For the second time, um, yes. So uh, tonight we have uh, we have a, a another set of guests. Um, but first off, we will um, introduce our our usuals, our regulars. Uh, so we've got a John Joe Cosgrove in person. Hello, everyone. We've got Mark County. Hola. Ah, he talks this time. <laughs> uh, we have Peter Ray Allison.
1: Good evening, everyone.
0: And Our special guests tonight. We've got C.L. Raven, uh, Lynx, and Cat.
2: Hello, hello.
0: Hi, guys. So, first up, who are you? What do you do? Explain yourselves.
2: Um, well, we're C.L. Raven, um, horror writers, ghost hunters, um, radio hosts, pole dancers, um, burlesque. Dancers, um Queens of Animal Army and Pop- And, and probably the people keeping Red Bull in uh in money. <laughs> so <laughs> keeping Red Bull in money. <laughs>
0: So uh, where where do we start? Well, it, it is Halloween after. In fact, in fact. Let's let's go for the animals first because you know, we saw you with some some stick insects earlier and you were talking about snakes. What what menagerie of animals do you have?
2: Um it's currently grown over lockdown because um all the animals we have we've have been rehomed from other people. Um so we currently have 10 year old rabbit, which is like super old. Um, we've got four guinea pigs, um, four cats, or well, one's technically not ours, he lives with us and his owner visits him every now and again. Uh, we've, we've got a dog and then three corn snakes. Um, and then over lockdown, we took on four daigus, two hamsters. What's, and, what's a, what's a degu? Uh, they're kind of like a cross between like a chinchilla and a rat and a squirrel and a gerbil. <laughs> yeah, these, wow. like, they kind of look like sort of smaller, less hairy chinchillas with tails. Basically, we price, didn't know what we didn't looks. know what they were, but someone needed the, a home for them, so we were like, "Oh, we'll take them." And then, so when we went to pick them up, we were like, "Oh, that's what we're taking home." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then three gerbils as well, three baby gerbils. Um yeah, free three corn snakes. And we did have um an iguana, but he, he died on Tuesday. Oh shit. Um he was twenty-four and a half. So he he did really well. He's older than some of our friends. And um so and we t- like him a lot better than some of our friends. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh, so, so no big animals then? Not, no, you know, no dogs or anything.
2: Oh yeah, no, we we have a dog. Uh, he's gone to bed, um, sleeping. He's a lurcher, so he just sleeps all day. All right, okay. And um, we want pigs, but our our mum keeps like putting a pet ban on in place, and then of course, <laughs> well, we've got like. 23 pets, so mm. it's not working, but apparently, it's a definite no to. Pick.
0: She's a soft touch, then, is she, your mum.
2: Well, if it's like guinea pigs or hamsters, we can win her round easily, but she keeps saying no to more snakes.
0: <laughs> Do they end up in her bed? Is that why? Do they sort of kind of.
2: <laughs> no, they're actually the most well behaved, well, except for Charlie, who's the one that escaped under the floorboards, but other than that, they're like the most well behaved of the pets. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we have 30 stick insects as well. Yeah. 19 stick insects.
1: So, that's like 55 animals.
2: Well, <laughs> stick insects don't count because, like, they give them one tank. Very no. <laughs> yeah. The was twigs. What, <laughs> what do
0: you feed the stick insects?
2: Uh, brambles. So it, it's really cheap. Every week we go to our local park with a pair of secateurs in a bag and we just help ourselves to all the brambles in the woods.
0: All right. Okay. So they're vegetarians and <laughs> they don't do sort of like, you know, like lice or I don't know, uh, small things. No,
2: no. The, the, um, the snakes eat frozen mice. so mm. That's not too bad.
0: I, my, one of my exes, well, she, one had, had, had pythons and stuff, and it was always escaping, but another one used to have a gecko, uh, called Amy Gecko after um the 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 band amy echo but uh it, i used to be i used to love when she fed it like live crickets and stuff because it was like a little like like a little thunderdome so you'd like she'd sit there and there'd be this gecko and she'd throw them in and then these things would be running around and it would be stalking them and i was like oh is he gonna get it he's gonna get it <laughs> slightly morbid but it was kind of cool See, in the same we, way
2: we went for the is because they were vegetarians we didn't want to have to feed them like live things but like back then, the vet was like, oh, they lived till they were about 10. And and yeah, Kyla was 24. So that was a pretty bad estimate on the vet's part.
0: 24?
2: Yeah, Whoa. he was really old. So he and the snakes, like they had their own bedroom. So we had a reptile room, so, uh, which we're redecorating at the moment. Because we couldn't do some, well, we had two iguanas, so we built them. Well, we stole our mum's wardrobes and converted them into a guana tank so then she'd get new wardrobes. And so they had a wardrobe each. So they took up most of the bedroom because it's only a, a nine foot square room. So these tanks are like seven foot long and um, like three foot wide. So they were huge. So but so we couldn't decorate once the tanks were moved in there. We're now, 20 years later, um, it was our sister's old bedroom, so we moved them in there so she could never move back home.
1: <laughs> wow. Did you get on with your sister?
2: <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't live together, yeah.
3: <laughs> Did you tell her? Did you just let her walk back into the room and scream?
2: No, it was just like, oh, you can't come home that because like, we've moved the reptiles into your bedroom. and um, But she, she doesn't mind. She's like, uh, She's got loads of uh, animals too, so uh, she she doesn't mind. She knows she's not on her back.
0: <laughs> um, wow. Well, well, that's. Uh, and, uh, how, how are you and the animals finding lockdown?
2: Oh, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not very socially anyway. And like when we were like 17, we had like really bad social phobia. So we didn't leave the house for 10 years. So we are practiced at this. So this is just like going back to how it was. And it's great cause no slow drivers you know, and our friends are like oh we miss you and we're like how are your pets <laughs> can we see them can you like send us photos <laughs> so we do miss like we do miss our friends pets but we quite enjoy lockdown well, anyway so we're quite honest we do tell them that their pets will always get greeted first so that they know where they are in the hierarchy <laughs> they, they get used to us eventually and yeah no, so we're loving it. Cause we don't we don't have to leave the house, so yeah, it's wonderful. Apart from walking the dog every day, but other than it that, was upset in the first lockdown. Yeah, our chip shop closed, so that that was a that was upset. That did be, that did make it a lot harder. But they've stayed open <laughs> now. They've reopened as a takeaway, so we're all right. Yeah, so we're, we're happy now. Like <laughs> lockdown can continue forever. So you're forever. happy
0: and you're happy enough <laughs> about the the impending one on Thursday then
2: oh it doesn't affect us because in wales we're in the firebreak one
0: Uh, uh, ah yes different it's just for england isn't it yeah
2: Yeah. our 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 lockdown ends on november 9th so we'll all we'll be allowed out when you're like like that until december i think boris said to our first minister so are you joining us and he's like no
0: (laughs) hashtag no (laughs)
3: you
2: crazy bastard yeah where you'll send the um, money for furlough staff in the um, firebreak lockdown, and then suppose it's like, so you're joining us for the nationwide lockdown, and our first minister was like, no,
0: yeah, do you want, buddy? That's uh, the same in Northern Ireland as well. I, I'm just sort of mindful, um, like I, you know, I, I, as much as lockdowns a pain in the ass, I, um, you know, whatever sort of makes it get over quick, you know makes things go quicker because, you know, we've got Christmas and stuff coming up and, um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing my family and stuff, so it's just, you know, I don't see them very often. They're all in Northern Ireland and uh, the concept of having my first ever – and I've been in Manchester 20 years now – my Uh, first ever uh, Christmas in Manchester (laughs) is going to be (laughs) very daunting. So, like, I always go home and my mother would be so unimpressed if I can't get back. Manchester would
2: be an independent nation by
0: Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. There's there's rebellion of brewing already and stuff, and I'm just like, Oh and the problem is a lot of the time is it because you know, like you go into stockports down the road and uh it's just like it's the pubs are hammered and everybody's just sort of in each other's faces and stuff. I was like yeah. you wonder why there's an issue? It's just like, you yeah. know, I know uh, it's, it's
2: just... just the same here. Um yeah. and they're like, Oh, why can't I think we open it's like because. It's Drunk people can't social distance. Yeah, that's Drunk true. People can barely like walk around chairs. They can't keep out of each other's way. Mm,
3: just... Over yeah, people can barely social distance. It seems half the time. I going, I actually had panic attacks going back a couple of months back going into town because you'd be walking around and people would just like be brushing into you.
2: I know. And you're just like, hello, excuse me. Panic. I, I... <laughs> I had it a... in that because of of being gaffed as well and. And because it's cold now, so we have our hoods up and we have like skull masks and we, we've chosen like really creepy masks. And we've got one that has um, a skeleton flipping the bird of keep your distance on. So people actually cross the road when we walk past or they try and stay out of our way. So, I mean, we're only like five foot one. And, like, we don't even weigh seven oh, I'm, I'm not five foot one anymore, I've shrunk. Well, yeah, but I'm five yeah. foot one in a bit. Yeah. And you're just under five one. So it's, it, we're not physically threatening in any way, but they see us in, like, ODN. Oh they, like, they don't see the spikes that are on the toes and heels of our boots. Yes, yeah.
0: mad. My, my, my dog's heavier than you. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's dog is too. <laughs> uh, what's she got? What sort of dog has she got? Uh, she
2: she's got a Rottie cross lab.
0: all oh, right right, brilliant. I've got a Tibetan Mastiff. Who gets called oh. Who gets called a fluffy Rottweiler sometimes? But uh, yeah, I quite I tried to use him as like a break when I went into Manchester. It's like I've got a big massive bear dog nobody's gonna mess with me and it's just like oh my god beautiful cute
1: bear dog can we hug him i was like no it's not meant to work That's like new. that yeah. <laughs> don't think of it as social distancing think of it as many things
0: yeah I, I was i can i started turning around to people and as much as i hate doing this because he's not like i was like oh yeah yeah you gotta watch guard dog he's you know he's a, he is a guard dog but he, you know out in public he's He's fine, but it's like it's like oh, um, he won't be. He, I'm not sure if you should come near him and stuff. Trying to warn people off that he's this rat beast that you know might rip their throats out if they come near me and stuff. And I was like, But yeah. Oh, we've gone. It's gone all all red on me. <sighs> the technology today. You've
2: got a nurture. When it cold, he goes out in his little coat, so he just doesn't look threatening. Well, it's a spider web coat, and so and he's got a tartan collar, so he's all like punk and goffed up. But yeah, he just doesn't look threatening.
1: <laughs> Get some studs on it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, man, yeah, some looks of the smaller with spikes all over it. Yeah, some so of the they
3: look like he's snarling at people, you know, like a uh, like with his, with big teeth and spiky lips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the, some of the smaller dogs are absolutely fearless,
0: and they're just you know like I yeah. the amount of times I walk my my dog down the road, uh, down the canal, and you know the big dogs and stuff and the medium dogs are the ones that are scared of them and stuff and will back off, but the small dogs are literally going for them, like going absolutely just going hell for leather to sort of bite them and things like that. They don't yeah, care. Could just sit like on
2: them. Vicious. Size of the dog is <laughs>
4: But then saying that my dog would be the kind of one that would go for yours, Matt, because he's like like about six inches tall. He's got like nothing <laughs> to him. He, he would be the one that would literally go for him, and then you'd literally see him, he'd be like,
0: oh shit and run away yeah he said it's weird man because he just like the the small dogs he just sort of he, he he doesn't really have any interest in them whatsoever um and he and he just <laughs> sort laughing, of looks at them like what are you
2: doing he's a lurcher he loves small dogs he thinks they're prey so he chases <laughs> them and then rows them and then the owners shout at us but i'm like they're prayed to him. They, they all look like rabbits. So, uh, yeah, so he, he'd love your dog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's that? But
2: like I explain your dog's diet, then, um, yeah, it goes with rabbits, yes. <laughs> yeah. He hates little dogs, and he's particularly species oh, breedest he hates curly
0: dogs Does he, <laughs> uh, here's a question for you right because um i i i'm sad and i have a a tiktok it was originally for me but it's just turned into one for my dog my dog now and um it's it, it, it's it's mad because it's got like seventeen thousand followers or something stupid like that <laughs> just for the dog but um my dog hates collies absolutely hates them and every person i've bumped into when i walk down the canal where i am they're like yeah, my dogs don't like collies either, and I'm just wondering—is it a thing that collies just have that vibe about them that dogs? Yeah,
2: they, they, they do. They're like very intense. Yeah, because yeah. um, a best friend who's a collie, but she's not like other collies, but he hates other collies, and yeah. our next door neighbour got a collie pup you in lockdown and so we have to like every time we see him we have to say to band it now that's Ziggy, that's your next door neighbor stop barking at your neighbor you know we like them but yeah no he doesn't like collies except for his his best friend but yeah she she's a totally different collie to normal she's not like intense and but yeah collies tend to be like quite wired don't mm. they
0: yeah, yeah. It's just like I thought it was just boss being an asshole, but it, you know, it just seems yeah. that generally collies tend to be not like. But the thing is, like, because my dog's massive, and when he goes mental, he goes mental. They look at me like it's my dog's fault, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's just he doesn't like collies. I'm afraid, and, and you know, that was
2: definitely a collie thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it's just I feel he, bad because I like I like collies, but my neighbor's dog's hot. Ha- yeah,
2: Yeah. Meg um, is banned it's Collie's f- Collie friend, and even she's not that keen on collies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, because I, I was just like, it must be, you know, because every time I see a Collie, you know, I'm just like, he doesn't like Collies, and there's another breed. It's like, um, it's kind of, I'm not sure, what it's called, I think it's called a Barnet or something, but it's basically, um, it looks like a, like a Bichon freeze, but it's massive, it's big, and it's like, it's kind of, you know, fluffy but it's um i don't know what it is but he, um, um, I, don't, I don't know what's it called i'll have to look that up somebody mentioned that one of the live streams i did and stuff uh, but whatever it is he doesn't like that dog either uh so it's like these two dogs i have to keep an eye out for so it's like collies i'm like yeah so 90 90 percent of the time if there's a collie there he's gonna go ballistic so i have to hold, hold him up <laughs> sometimes he's fine uh, but this other dog there's been two encounters with black versions of this dog and he's gone ballistic at them as well so i'm just like right okay so yes these are the two dogs you do not like so we'll keep you away from them
3: let <laughs> me later matt i'll check in with the wife and see what she says yeah. so my wife's a vet nurse oh. so she, yeah he consults it's just various it, people as you can imagine
2: the head. yeah
0: All right. Uh, Well, actually, uh, we've got uh, Jake Atron on YouTube to ask a few questions. Uh, Cheers for the follow as well, dude. Uh, Jake says, uh, what's your... uh, Oh, that's that's the opinion lockdown. We've done that already. Uh, What country do you want to visit most after the virus is over? Do you do any traveling?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we used to. (laughs) Yeah, before lockdown we did. Um, Just letting the cat in. We were were meant... um, we, we went to be in Sweden this year we went to Sweden last year because we I mean, were doing a signing in Sweden's Otis bookshop um, so we had a friend who lived in that town so she sorted it for us so we went to Sweden and, um, and that was lovely and then yeah, we, we've done Paris we've done Venice uh, we've done Las Vegas and San Francisco we we uh, <sighs> did uh, went to co- Oxford
0: did you go to Comic Con? Did you have you done
1: Comic Con?
2: No, no we haven't
1: uh... Right.
2: Yeah. We met at Horrorcon
1: though, about four or five years ago.
2: Yeah, is that where we met. Yeah, that's right. That, must have been a yeah. So yeah, that one that we got banned from. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, our way, we, we? We were hoping to go to Japan this year. For oh, that'd be awesome. So Japan is every year we're like, oh, we're going to go to Rome or Pompeii, and then. It didn't happen, and luckily it didn't happen this year, otherwise we would have been quarantined in Italy. Um, done our list. But we do want to go to Transylvania as well. Mm. We've, we've got, like, a whole list of all the places we want to go. And Oh, it, Prague, because it's got that uh Sadler Cossary, the Church of Bones. Oh, wow. And, um, and you've, you've got we, bas- we basically plan all of our holidays around creepy places that we want to go. One wanna... of
0: one of the girls who uh, does some uh, does some articles and stuff for us and some book reviews. She's Romanian, uh, and so she she did actually some because I'm always banging on about Transylvania and things with her. And she uh, she uh, did an article about Vlad Tepish and uh, you know how in Romania he's like a folk hero. Yeah. I
2: mean? yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, it's uh, that's actually a good segue because that moves on to the whole reason why you're probably here—not <laughs> <The, laughs> to talk about your animals or my dog—but uh, yeah, the, the 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 books. So you, you're both you're both horror uh, co-horror authors. Um yeah. So is there any sort of sort of within that sort of genre? Is there any sort of angles you go, or do you do pretty much everything from uh, ghosts to we, psychological? Yeah,
2: we particularly love paranormal, although. Our last few releases have actually been historical horror based on uh, real-life events um, of Edinburgh in the 17th and 18th centuries. So we did the plague. So, yeah, we did the plague in Edinburgh. Which set us up well because we made our own plague masks, so, you know, we're fine for (laughs) lockdown. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we, we did one based around the plague of 1645 and then... The witch trials of 1649, and we actually, um, yeah, Edinburgh University has actually put the court records of the witch trials online for free, so awesome. cool. we were able to access all the court records. So it was, and then we did the body snatchers and we got a private viewing of William Burke's skeleton, which is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been tracking every time we went to Edinburgh, we were tracking him down and we found him piece by piece. So this one shop. On Victoria Street has a card case made out of his skin. So that was the first piece we found. And then we went to the Surgeon's Hall uh, museum on another visit and we found a notebook made out of his skin. And we love the Surgeons Hall Museum is a, a surgical and anatomy museum and we loved that. And then like after an hour, our friends were like, oh we've we got bored so we're going in the cafe and we're like yeah, yeah we won't be long and then like three hours later they were us again going where are you and we were like we're buying the kidneys and we we're like, and they were like <laughs> our friend uh, was on dialysis at the time so we took photos of the kidneys and we were like just pick one we'll bring one home for you <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and we're wonderful friends. so wait about, who, who is,
0: like, the, who who is, is this guy who's this guy who's parts of body parts of yours sort of you were hunting uh, going
2: William Burke, he um, Burke and Hare were the famous so-called body snatchers, but they were actually body snatchers, they were just murderers. Oh, okay. They were too lazy to do mm-hmm. it again. But,
0: were they the ones who were selling bodies to sort of medical um, yeah. practitioners? Yeah, because people, there was a whole yes. thing about sort of people who were digging up graves and things so they could sell the bodies for medical experiments and stuff. Yeah.
2: It was good money, it was like 400 quid the body in today's money, and we're like, oh, No one's watching the cemeteries at the moment. (laughs) That would be brilliant. Um, So, yeah, generally the body snatchers would dig up the bodies um, because there was um, five medical schools Mm. in Edinburgh and they were only allowed to dissect the bodies of um, murderers who were hanged, but there was only 15 murderers hanged a year, so that wasn't enough for the body snatchers. And it used to be the the surgeons and the students who would dig up the bodies, but then the criminal gangs moved in and they made good money from it. But Birkenhead ran a lodging house, so they just killed their lodgers and <laughs> if they owed them rent. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, the lodgers owed them rent, they would kill them and get the rent money from the doctor instead because they would deliver fresh victims. So they they got a better price. And it was Dr. Knox that they delivered them to. So and then eventually someone um, cottoned on to the fact that they were actually killing people and selling their bodies. We had three guinea pigs that we named Burke here and Dr. Knox as well. Massive fans.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And
2: then, um, So for then one of our trips to Edinburgh, we... We messaged the university because um, the university's open. The skeleton goes on public view and every last Saturday of the month in Edinburgh University. And we were like, and we messaged him and we were like we're in we've been Falkirk that day. So can we come see him on a different day? So they opened it up on the Monday then for us. So we like, and that was our last day mm. in Edinburgh. So we just took all our suitcases into the university, dumped them in the corner. We went to look at the skeleton. And um so that was really cool. And then one of our um a woman that we knew, we went to stay. We tend to like meet people online, and then we'll go and stay with them in different countries. <laughs> right. Hence, in Sweden, we we'd known our friend for a few years online, and he said, "Do you want to come to Sweden? You can stay with me." We're like, "Yeah, okay." And then we met this guy who showed up at the bookshop, and and was like, um, Oh, I read about you in the paper, because we were in the paper. And he said, I read about you in the paper. Um, there's this castle. Do you want to come and see it? And we were like, OK. So he drove us to the castle. And, um, <laughs> and it turned out he owned it. Because we were like, he's really knowledgeable. How's he got, like, a key to this place? <laughs> he, and we were like, oh, he's obviously a tour guide. And, yeah, it turned out he owned the castle. So that was a bit random. <laughs> How we ever been <laughs> I don't know. It's a
4: new episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to own the
2: castle. Together. We, we uh so yeah we saw book skeleton and then we went on um, a, a day trip to in all the graveyards where the body snatchers were yeah again staying with a woman we met on facebook and um so yeah we took her around to all these these graveyards and it and we went ghost hunting with her as well so and we we stayed with a friend in Spain no we well we met once when she came over yeah. but we know her on facebook so then went to stay with her in Spain. but yeah. It is I wonder how like you haven't been murdered yet? Yeah, because most people, if they get into a strange man, man's car, would be murdered. No, we get two of his private castle. <laughs>
0: um, one of the Have you ever done any of the ghost walks in uh, in York? Yes. Yeah, have you, yeah, you did, wouldn't happen yeah. to, cause, so basically there's a guy, uh, called Jamie McKellar who does, uh, he's a filmmaker, uh, he's done a couple of releases, one called Chesterburg, which is about people, uh, a, a town in, in the UK that has murder is legal and it, it, it's like a gore fest type film and stuff. Uh, and he's doing one now called High Stakes Rulers, which is basically about a ruler derby team who kill vampires. Um, uh-huh and uh he does a thing called dorian deathly tours in york uh and they're currently do they quite quite big at the minute um, because of the lockdown and he does like uh, live shows where he walks around York and he does the ghost tours and stuff and he, he's, he's really, he's really really good um, you should really check him out um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, all the ghost tour stuff around York and York's a beautiful place as it is and it's got yeah, loads of cool we went, uh,
2: stuff went there for like a weekend break a few years ago to go ghost hunting around York and it was back when he had that like witcher shop which isn't there anymore. Um, and with these like seances, but that's not there anymore. And then we went to this palace in um, Leeds, which was haunted, but they wouldn't let us film this. So we, end- yeah, we, we were doing our ghost hunting show at the time. And they wouldn't let us film in Temple Newsom, wasn't it? Yeah. So in the end, we made an entire episode <clears throat> of interviewing the farm animals about the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't very forthcoming. Oh, would speak to us for the chickens, they, they had like tons of stories to tell. But <laughs> sheep, like, we'd be like, To the sheep, you've seen any ghosts, and they just like move away. But we did that round um Bodmin, we hired Bodmin jail, and it was just like five of us. But
0: uh, ladies, can you just uh repeat what you were just saying there? My, my OBS has kind of went and, and died on it, so
2: yeah. We um, it was like, Shut these to the attack, yeah.
0: You literally just started so.
2: We'd interviewed oh. these farm animals about the ghosts of Temple Newsom and then um, but they, they all avoided the question except the chickens who, <laughs> who were quite knowledgeable about the ghosts and we suspect they're now in like, witness protection. But um, a few years ago, we'd gone to Bodmin Jail and we drove around the moors and every time we saw sheep and there was a lot of sheep, we'd wind down the window and go, if you heard about the beast of Bodmin, and the sheep would get up and run away and so we would just again drive a bit further rode down the window and yell the beast is coming and the sheep would again run uh, we're easily amused and yeah. then and despite that like we contacted the guy in charge of Bodmin Jail and said we want to hire it for ghost hunting and um and he said yes I've watched your videos and we were like oh no and he was <laughs> like you can have the jail but just like don't molest the mannequins <laughs> and we were oh, that's like our favourite part of ghost hunting, especially if there's mannequins there. So that was good. There was just five of us there. And we secretly wanted to sleep in the jail. So we deliberately didn't book anywhere to stay. stay. And we didn't tell our friends this. And then as we got to the jail, our friends were like, so where were we sleeping tonight?
4: <laughs> You're looking at it. <laughs>
2: the jail. And they were like, oh, they let us sleep. And we were like, well, we're hoping they will. And they were like, what if they say no? We were like... <laughs> Gonna have to sleep in the cars then. We did actually let us sleep in the jail. So it all of like two hours, but still. So it it did work out. In the end, our, our friends weren't like overly amused of us, but we were just. <laughs> and then like we napped on the drive home because it's like five hours. We were tired. <laughs> so then we stopped at services and nap for like 10 minutes. And then we found out, like a few years after that, that they were actually doing a demonstration using the work and execution pet. So they were going to hang a dummy. So we messaged one of our mates and we were like they're doing a live like hanging of this dummy embodiment yeah, like, he makes models so like we were the only like we were like he you know he, he can take time off like us right? like us he didn't doesn't have like a proper job and we're like should we should we go so we picked up our mate and we drove all the way down to cornwall and it took them all of 30 seconds to hang the dummy so <laughs> That, that was worse. But they it. let us go in the uh, in the in the pit and and the so so we could see the pit and the dummy as well. But a film crew were there interviewing the owner of the of the jail and um, my phone went off and ruined their interview. <laughs> and you can see because we watched the interview and they desperately tried to cut it before <laughs> Alice Cooper blasts in, but you just hear the opening notes of Poison right at the end. <laughs> Uh, so
1: have you ever seen any ghosts in any ghost hunting?
2: I have, although I still to this day am like, maybe I didn't, maybe I was hyped on Red Bull and <laughs> glasses, but it was in um, Gloucestershire, um, Winchester Mansion, and it, we went there, it was in the day, and um, we was there like sheep goat? There was like weird sheep goats there. Yeah. And we were chatting to them. And then we set the camera up. And um, I, I saw someone in the window above the door. And I was like, look, it's a ghost in the window. And then not thinking it was a ghost because it's just, <clears> you know, a person. And then um, when we got inside, because the window was like literally just above the front door. And we got inside and we looked up and there's no floors <laughs> The floor's like 15 foot back from the window. And I was like, oh, oh, well, I couldn't have seen anyone because there's no way she could be standing at the window. And then just sort of forgot about it. And I was like, I wasn't wearing my glasses, so I probably didn't see someone. And then um years later, a paranormal team started doing uh, uh, like film and ghost hunt nights. So we went there and then... They were telling us about the ghosts, and then one of them was like, "Our most famous ghost. Uh, we call her Elizabeth. She's always seen in that window there." And he pointed to the window that I'd seen somewhere in, <laughs> and I was like, oh. "I was like, I saw her." And they were like, "We've never actually met pe- anyone who's seen her." And I was like, "I thought I was like hallucinating," and, <laughs> but one of our now best friends was actually one of the paranormal team, and the first time we met him. He hated the cellar of Rochester, and we were like, oh, we love the cellar. Because he wasn't there the first time, but he was there the second. We're like, we love the cellar. Look, come down with us. it will be fine. So we took him down to the cellar and took him to the father's room, and then we ran out and locked the door. <laughs>
4: I, I mean, don't know why we... You're horrible have, people. Yeah, yeah. like you're friends because you like his animals. You don't like him. That's what it was.
2: <laughs> well, he does like, yeah. have a gorgeous dog called Freak that so he sends us photos ah. of him, like, every now and again. <laughs> and, when, and when he tells Freak we're coming, he gets so excited and he goes and sits in the window and waits for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's Dave it is. He's, he's usually all of the comms of us. He's like six foot tall like us covered in tattoos mm-hmm. and piercings he's got ginger beard and yeah he makes like props for films so he's going to make like a prop for one of our films mm. if it ever gets made if covid buggers off and we can <laughs> actually do it because
1: you also done a fair bit of filming as well haven't you
2: yeah um we worked on um an independent horror film called clown face which is now like Doing quite well, I think. It's finally out. Yeah, it was like three years ago. Yeah, and I think it's been doing quite well in like the festivals. The music guy has been winning like loads of awards for it. And it was our first time of being any involved. And we actually only got involved in it because our mate Mark was like doing this film, and we've got a golf character, and she's like your size, so can we your clothes? And we're like, okay. And then so yeah, we started out as just being like runners and providing the wardrobe for uh, we ended for Leah. up running about seven departments in the end. We worked our way up to second AC um <laughs> like by the end of uh, by by was it the first day actually we were doing second AC because uh the the AC Suki didn't couldn't get there till like lunchtime. So yeah, so like the first scene we were just like going in there to take photos and, and stuff and yeah, and we handed the clapper board and like, I don't know what to we, do we ended up on sound and and also because they wanted creepy tunnels to film in, and we were like ah oh, we we spent a night ghost hunting in Drake tunnels in Kitterminster. give them a ring, so they did so we actually did um a week of filming then in uh Draclo tunnels, and um well, I think we only got two like credits on i m d b we asked for like the seven, but we got two, yeah. And then uh, yeah, and then we were filming um hall Slaughter, our mate Hugh wrote um a short horror film about um psycho twin killers in a high school. And um so we're we're the uh, the creepy twins. It's like not like we're typecast or anything. And we were like <laughs> and we're like we're 37, we can't pass the 60. And he said, like, you'll be fine, because like luckily we haven't got grey hair or wrinkles yet. And um well, no, I got the frown line. But like so then we're like but then we saw ourselves like cause we had to wear like school uniform, and then with the rest of the cast who were, like all up like here above us, like oh yeah, no,
1: past <laughs> <the 60s." laughs> totally past the 60s. Oh, school. All sorts is basically therapy for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was, like, wonderful, yeah. And we we did we do like the fight scenes, and I did actually get like backhanded in one of them, and I broke my finger in another scene because um, I had to like slam this sledgehammer into a wall. And on the first take of the film, then, because I was around the corner, I I broke my finger doing it because I actually slammed my finger into the wall oh, right. and I was like, Oh my god, this really hurts. And then we had to do like several takes. And then afterwards the director was like, Are you all right? I was like, I I put my finger on the first take. And then it didn't even make it into the film. They cut that entire scene. But he's yeah. turning it into a feature film, so he's like, Well, put that scene back in. And I said, like, I'm not doing the sledgehammer bit, then you can do that. But I've got to <laughs> a my finger from that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, we've got uh, a message from uh, on YouTube. Mr. Kill Me says, Could you ask CL Raven <laughs> what's their favorite <laughs> horror movie?
2: Uh, hey, Gav! <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Silent Hill. Silent Hill, probably. Oh, That's Sean a- Bean.
0: Awesome.
2: Because, um, oh, um, we've got also the siren of Siren Hill as a text notification, so it's really fun in the post office when everyone starts when like the old people start looking around going, "Can you hear an airplane, siren?" And we're yeah, really like, do. "No, no not, not at all, can't hear <laughs> that." But so I do love Train it. to Busan as well. Yeah, that's. Really oh, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Not sure, I evil. Not. That is. Oh, yes, yes. It's it's a that's horror comedy. True. Absolutely brilliant. But we've been... Aritude, it? it's fantastic. We are having a doozy of a day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've been watching a, a lot of, like, Asian horror recently. Yeah, our mate made the mistake of signing into his Netflix account when he was here. <laughs>
1: <Now> <laughs> our
2: Netflix account. And then, like, we heard the gold to message him going, we got locked out with your
4: password. And <laughs> 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 so we were, like,
2: tweeting about being locked out of his account because like he had it- he had the nerve to use it at the same time we wanted to use it and we were like it's fair eh? and we were tweeting about it going when the Netflix account you're hijacking is like being used by too many people so <laughs> one of our other Twitter friends messaged us going I've set you up a, net- a Netflix account on, on mine you could can- use your login details So like, this is amazing you've got like two Netflix accounts now
4: <laughs> but then about horror films Obviously, with Halloween that's just gone on, what have you been watching over the last few days? What's been your your um, go-to?
2: Well, last night it was... Oh, hang on. Um, it, it, <laughs> it was The Six Finger. There was a Korean horror. And mm. there was a Polish horror before that. Yeah, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Vampires versus the Bronx, that was really good. Um, <laughs> and then we watched... Four... No, The Bridge Curse. That was um, Thailand horror? Yeah. I think so. Oh, and um, oh, The Third Eye, which is a uh, Indonesian horror. That's really good. That's really good as well. Oh, That's the yeah. That's the only one I've heard of out of all them films. <laughs> and we just go through and go, oh, that looks interesting. And I was yeah. like, is it another one with subtitles? Train of the Dead was weird. Oh yeah, Bridge Curse. Um, Session of Hannah Grace, that was good. Aurora, that was. Uh, I've heard none. Are
0: of you these. on the Netflix account
4: now, looking through it? Um, yeah, this is what we've been watching. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I watched Insidious last night, and I was, love that. I, I do you know what? I I thought it was going to be scarier than it was. Um, it's like there's some parts in it which you know are are pretty scary, but in general, it sort of starts off really sort of like, meh, and then it's like, oh, something super scary is going to happen and then it sort of dies down a bit and then at the end it's like, alright, okay, well I, I, yeah, slightly let down but I, I, I yeah, it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all we
1: suspense were, though. And
0: move we like the than...
2: Conjuring films but the Conjuring 2 really annoys us because um, Lorraine and Ed Rowan had nothing to do with the um, Enfield, Enfield Poltergeist absolutely nothing to do with it. And then that was Harry Price. And then so, like, we were sat there in this, like we went with our mate Neen and we were sat there going, well, this is factually incorrect. And then she was sat there going, she's <laughs> um, uh, a scenic artist on film and she's sat there going, the, the like, paintwork on the doors are terrible. And she sat like, in the wall, she was like, out shocking. She's like, I could do a better job with my eyes cuz And we were like, it wasn't the warrants involved in this. It was Harry Price. was so <laughs> we like, in the entire film. <laughs>
0: uh the the endfield one oh. i remember there was a game uh back back in the days like um, we're talking like uh, like when early 90s and stuff there was a game called ghost uh ghost stories or something it was like Back in old school, like CD ROMs and stuff, and you, you went around this haunted mansion and you you looked for clues and stuff like that, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and it had um, it had the sort of tapes from the Enfield um, poltergeist in there, and it, it basically it talked you through what happened and it had all that, you know, that, you know, him talking to the, to the what's your name? Mars and any, you know, stuff like this. And it's just like, and that was freaky, you know, as a, as a kid and you listen to that, you're like, holy shit, this is, this is pretty freaky.
2: I like the fact you say CD-ROMs of old school when like, like some we, of us grew up with floppy discs and BBC computers. Oh, I'm 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 39,
0: so you know I I had I had 14k modems, floppy discs, all the whole lot and stuff. It's just that you know at the time mm-hmm. it was sort of CD-ROMs are still mm-hmm. technically right. old school.
1: I remember cassettes. We
2: still have cassettes. We still have VHSs. Oh yeah, what was that Poltergeist thing? That was a Harry Price one, the one where we got like. Told off a trespasser. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I head. get the
0: impression you get told off for of A guy <laughs>
2: chased, a guy like came at us with a mallet once. Um, <laughs> oh come on,
4: you must have filmed that. Come
2: on. <laughs> no, annoyingly we didn't. We got escorted off the premises of Denby Asylum and the guy our mistake of just parking at our mum's bright orange mini at the gates and just walking in <laughs> and then um we do a bit of verbexing as well and we'd hear the
0: oh no no don't do it no <sighs> oh obs how i hate thee sometimes Oh, <laughs> um, sorry, ladies. It, it just cut out there for a minute. You were talking about uh getting kicked out of um some building manor, manor, yeah.
2: The Asylum. It was. Yeah. We, we parked our mum's orange mini convertible outside the gates and just walked in mid of the afternoon. And guy was like, "What are you doing here?" And we were like, taking photos. And you said can you leave? And we were like, can we just take some photos? <laughs> so he's like, I don't mind, but the guy with the dog is going to be here soon. But one of those photos is the front cover of our, our book, which was based there, so that was all right. And then um, we got caught trespassing Talgaf Asylum. That was quite embarrassing, actually, because <laughs> the, it's known as one of the toughest ones to get into because the locals patrol. And so we hear this van, so we ran and hid behind this bush and we were like, the guy's not going. And then we realised it was not a very thick bush, and he can blatantly see us hiding behind it. And we were like, it's really awkward now. And so we just sort of skulked out. And he was like, what are you doing? And we were like, researching. We were like some of our family were here. We just wanted to see what it was like. It was like totally And he just like looked at us, and we were just like trying not to look even shifty than we were. Hiding <laughs> <in my car." laughs> we drove off. And then um, we managed to, like, all the doors and windows are smeared with anti vandal paint. But luckily, we're skinny, so we managed to climb it, squeeze in through these windows. And we got into the main building, which is really hard to get into. And then we were like, Again we we had like there was like this drainage channel into a fence that we managed yeah. to like wiggle through Bowed under and then we got upstairs of the main building and all the floors had fallen through and we were like this is how they keep people out this place is really dangerous mm-hmm. and then uh we went to Mountain Ash Hospital and my friend fell through the floor. So that was really funny. And then um we um went to Red Dress Manor at the top of um Mid Wales. Um, BB's like Wales Online had done a piece about it, so of course we had to go there because the couple who owned it died and just everything got left there. So we went and we found an open window about five foot up, so we just like took a run up and jumped and climbed in. And then, um, so like all of this stuff, like the two Morris Marinas are still in the garage. And there was, like, oh, school exercise books, perfume bottles. Like, it's been trashed and Bank statements. Yeah, and- but, like, well, these bank statements and that are still there. The kitchen's still got all this stuff in. So it was really cool. And so we explored the house, and then we got back to our car, and there was notes on our car going, like, I know where you've been. And we were, like, okay, a bit creepy, but... So, and then we got in the car and this man like knocked on our window with a mallet. <laughs> and we were like, hello. And he's like, I know where you've been. And we were like, well, we're done now. We're just going to leave. And he's like, I see you again. I'm phoning the police. And, and we, we were know. like, well, we've been in. We've got our footage. We don't need to come back. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we just drove off then. <laughs> but again, we were in so- our movies, mini, And it's like. Was his name, Timmy? He thought, like, he'd been threatening. It's like, but, you okay, you've got a mana, I've got a 1.6 Mini Cooper convertible. Like, I think I'll win.
0: (laughs) Physics. There you go.
4: I I do like how it sounds like all your scenarios feel like they are just ripped out of a horror film. (laughs) Literally, you're in the car. All right, someone's knocking. It's like... Oh, they, oh, they've got a mallet. I thought it was a hammer. Yeah. You, you oh, guys like, are literally um, the
0: start of a horror film, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. it's,
4: it's, oh, every, every horror cliche, and that's a good thing. That is so fun. <laughs> I like that. You know, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I,
1: like how, I like how the fact that like, someone taps on your window with a mallet and you wind it down <laughs> to talk to them. I'd be up locking the door, starting the engine and going and going like not 150 we seconds. You
2: polite. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but the, right. we, like, we went with um, our friend Laura and then um, our friend Jack and his boyfriend James. But it's like, the, they, Jack, Jack and James are in a different car. He didn't target them. He targeted the, the women. So and the worst thing was, like, I was changing in the backseat because I'd got really hot. So I was like <laughs> half undressed as us. Said, this is really awkward. But yeah, we had another bouncing encounter in Mountain Ash Hospital because we were walking around and this guy like passed him <laughs> yeah. and in my logic to not be seen, I just turned around, just turned my back on him. <laughs> and my brain was like, What are you doing? But, like, you know, like how kids, like, hide by closing their eyes? That's crazy what I did. I just turned around and hoped you wouldn't see me. That's rich. I but can't we made mean. it onto the roof of that one.
0: Wow! <laughs> it's
2: been so, so, is is,
0: is there is there any places, uh you know, in the UK or or the world that you 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 fancy getting kicked out of uh, anytime soon, <laughs> or
2: that you haven't been? Yeah. <laughs> in Italy, um, Plague Island, plague Island. It's off the coast of Venice. Um, we went to a we went to an insane asylum that was off the coast of Venice as a birthday treat, but. Povaglia was Plague Island, so they sent the plague victims to die, and they're just kind of buried there. It's meant to be really haunted, but you're not allowed to go there. So we had this great idea that one day we would buy a canal barge, paint it black, it would be our boat of terror, and we would just, like, sail the canal barge over to Povaglia. Uh, More sensible friends have told us it can't be done. We just think they lack imagination. (laughs) But that is like the one place... The
0: Italian Navy may beg to differ.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The paddle board. So we can just paddle board now. Yeah. I... like to learn skills that will help us <laughs> we're like learning Italian on Duolingo so we're hoping that we'll get fluent enough to be able to persuade someone with a voice we'll See, us us. least so just bring if you a... learn a bit of Italian you can talk your way out of prison then, yeah, yeah, just, just bring a roll exactly.
0: 20 just bring a and d- we
2: make sure to research <laughs> trespass laws before we go to a different country, <laughs> just in case just,
0: just, bring a, just bring a D20 with you and roll high and then go oh I got oh, no, a, I got a not 20 here get
2: ones. We, all, we always crit Faye on the, uh, <laughs> not on like if it Something like really stupid will get a twenty, but if it's like really like important in battle, then I got turned into a centaur once. Yeah. I lost both hands in one campaign. Yeah.
0: Sounds sounds very familiar. Sounds very familiar. You to...
2: To, to your brother?
0: Yeah, my brother. My brother. Crit... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he didn't. Crit fail. We had a we had a we have a current campaign going on and. Um... <laughs> One of one of the players, we were in a festival. Well, He's in the festival, and my brother was like, "So, can you tell me are these potions fake or nots before I buy them?" So the the wizard turns up, you know, I'm a fucking wizard, I know all this shit, and he rolled in that one, and I went, "Yeah, they're all fake." Um, <laughs> and, and this guy's this guy's trying to scam you. So my brother, being all brash and stuff, is like, "Right, okay," and started like basically having a go and threatening the the vendor who turned him into a sheep. <laughs> So yeah, it was quite amusing.
2: <laughs> so, as When lockdown did these, although we're back in it now, we did actually join the circus. So we've now learnt circus skills to help us get into buildings better because right. we can now like do trapeze and shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we can climbing ropes, and, yeah, and we can climb ropes now. And like silks is like terrible but we'll ignore that we can climb ropes and we can do chapeas now and um when we go when it reopens we'll be learning flying chapeas so we'll we'll, like we'll be able to rig something up and like just fly into buildings now (laughs) or escape in dramatic style (laughs) (laughs) at least you can like sling material over like telephone wires wires and just chopease our way down, so we should be okay now. (laughs) I'd love to live in your head. Future (laughs)
3: future long stories which involve impacts from from a from a certain (laughs) night and visits to the hospital at this rate. (laughs) Um
2: I mean I put my cock click spoiling off the pose, so
0: (laughs) Wow. Well well, to be honest I uh, I've
2: broken a lot of of bones and tall <coughs> stupid accidents they're like all oh, the, the dangerous stuff we do and like we I, don't get I, hurt. Yeah and you know all this urbex and then that and don't get hurt. And then about ten years ago I did one lunge and ripped the cartilage off my knee and had to have three operations to put it right again. And then a couple of years ago Ooh. I fell off the gymnastics mat the gymnastics floor, tore my ligaments, and now quite possibly need surgery to reconnect the severed ligaments awesome. But you know, what the Cerbex and a ghost hunting, we, we don't get hurt doing no. that. Circus and that we're fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's true. I mean like the most most injuries happen at the home. I've broken my toe twice at home.
4: <laughs>
1: Was By... it the same toe? No, completely oh. different toes. <laughs> and
3: Was Lego involved?
1: No, it was just children's toys involved. Oh, <laughs> right, children's toys! And I've done my backing with one, with one of my kids as well. And just like children are dangerous.
2: <laughs> I've broken one finger twice in the same place doing DIY. Wow!
1: It's
2: my little finger. I keep smashing it with hammers. It's the same place, and it's really annoying.
1: Right, uh, <laughs> my was... wife, um, Kelly, got a chainsaw, a petrol-powered chainsaw, um, so <laughs> once. I... Like you know, just doing some work down at the field, and this she went off the, quite happily one time. Said, "Listen, when you go to cut the branch, cut through it. Give me a call. See what you're going to do. Then give me a call." I did cut the tree down about five minutes later. Okay, no problem. Wife returned home with a broken finger. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she do that? Uh, completely fine. Ch- and do, doing using the chainsaw, it was when she lifted the some. Uh, some heavy stone for dry stone walling and must drop one of the stones onto uh, her thumb.
0: Oh ow. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> ow. And she's like, she goes away with a chainsaw and comes back with a broken finger. Oh well unless it's you know not I, minus a finger. I, I honestly
2: did not
4: think that was gonna be the end
2: of that story. Uh, <laughs> but our uncle like nearly took my hip out with a chainsaw. Yeah, he's quite difficult. I <laughs> he I, was using it and he turned to talk to me oh, and no. switch it off and it took the pocket <laughs> off my coat. But one of our best stories is when we set our car on fire. Um, <laughs> like, what? Not, not like, um, we're Like we're accidental arsonists. We we've got these um, we've got these old Renault fours. They were our first cars, and they're parked at the bottom of the driveway because they don't work anymore. Not because it sat on fire, it worked after that.
0: But, um, <laughs> they worked after being on fire.
2: Yeah, one one of the, the cars uh, needed um,
1: a head gasket. Head gasket
2: done. And the, the guy was like, Renovables is like wet liners in the engine, which so it's like really hard to do. And they were like, in the car's like, you know, basically held together by tape. So it's not worth it. And we were like, we've got a Haynes manual. Well, we'll just do it so we we Mark. took the, the car apart we stripped the engine down following the Haynes manual we didn't smartphones it. yeah so this is like years and years ago and then it's like 12 years ago i think because yeah our sister was in the hospital giving birth to work yeah so we we stripped we stripped the engine took it down got the cylinder head skin put a new gasket on um and then when i was putting the exhaust manifolds on i i dropped them on my finger and broke a finger and then it, it was all going well. And then we sprayed some carb cleaner and it all went back perfectly fine. And then we forgot to reattach the fuel pipe to the carburetor. So we'd sprayed all this carb cleaner and then we started the engine. And the starter motor was a bit dodgy and sparked a bit. And then, and so, so then the car caught fire and like we went running off. And my mum was like, Where are you going? And we were like, Forget the camera. Like smartphone days, and she was like, no camera, get the fire extinguisher," and which was in the boot, which was in, and we were just like, "Ah, oh, but we need a photo of this," but we our cars have scrapbooks of all the like all the places that they've broken down, and so we got the, the fire book. extinguisher. And do you know the episode of Forty Towers when he's reading it? Yes. He's trying to figure out how to use it. Yes. Well, that was us, and. have never needed a fire extinguisher so we were like reading how to use it and then it said point at base at fire but we misread it as point base at fire (laughs) so we put the base of the extinguisher at the car pulled the trigger and cast (laughs) ourselves with blue (laughs) blue, uh, powder and then then eventually put the fire out and then had to like go cough our lungs up in the backyard and then the engine got covered with this blue powder which did eventually like rust it but the car worked for a few years afterwards.
0: I remember my sister telling me a story. Her first car was a Citroen 2CV um, oh. and it was like um, it had like cardboard piping in you know cardboard covering for the pipes and apparently this had fallen on top of the uh, the engine while she was driving and caught fire. So what did she do? She's like, oh my god, I've got an emergency. Let's drive into a petrol station while my car's on fire. And the guy sort of comes running out going, get out! Get that car out of here! And she's pa- she's panicking and freaking out. So this guy has to sort of like, get the car out of the petrol station while her car's on fire.
3: She- You'd be surprised how often that happens. I worked in a petrol station when I was at uni, and we had an old boy pull onto the forecourt. A little petrol station in this little town I lived in. And he pulled onto the forecourt with the front of the car in flames. <laughs> Luckily, the, pe- the the fire brigade was just down the road, and the attached garage they still had some guys in there. I'm ringing, shouting, "Someone get a fire extinguisher!" And all these guys ran right out, pushed it across the road, and it went from being like black smoke and some fire to like eight foot flames. <laughs> and the old boy came in, I think every week for two months, asking when we were going to fix it. The fire was so hot the subframe melted, <laughs> and the engine sagged in the subframe. But then about a month or so after that, a friend of mine who was working in a nearby town in a much bigger station, one of the big SOs, had the same thing happen. This car pulled onto the forecourt and his bloke got, he got, got his daughter to get out and run away and he gets this fire extinguisher and my mate's running across the forecourt with two fire extinguishers as he goes to open up the bonnet. Oh. <laughs> Let all the air in. Oh, and he no. shoulder charged the guy, shoved two fire extinguishers underneath, and pulled the triggers. And the fire brigade's <laughs> coming rolling up, and this bloke's saying, I'm going to sue you for assaulting me. And he <laughs> took the fire extinguishers, went, If I'm going to get done for it. <laughs> <laughs> 20 people. Wow. And this guy's pulled onto the forecourt of, of a petrol station and <laughs> gone to open the bonnet and go whoosh. People oh, okay. don't think straight. When this things are on fire.
2: Car cars. Yeah, so it's all the adventures. Like My accelerator cable snapped once, so we like, <laughs> tied it up and just drove home using the brakes. The brake cable snapped once, so we, we drove it to the garage with me driving the other NF4 in front to act as like a bumper car should you fail to stop. And um, <laughs> it's just. Um, oh and my radiator blew up on the top of Kafilli Mountain, so we just had to wait for it to cool down, fill it back up and just drive home really slowly. Wow. And but like we don't get those adventures of our smart car, it's just not the same. Although we did take <laughs> the smart car apart once. We took we <laughs> it, we took it apart to fix the horn and it just looked like a little go-kart. It was so cute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember many years ago, uh, just after Ada had been born, uh, I was—we'd had a couple of sleepless nights. with our first first child, Ada, and basically we had, realized we had to get a breast pump for earlier. So basically, so who had to go out at about two o'clock in the morning, uh, looking for a breast pump? I, I where where did you find a breast pump at two o'clock in the morning? That's the question I was thinking. Did you find Did you find one? Did you find a breast <laughs> yes, pump? Yes, I did. I went around all the. Twenty-four supermarkets in the Derby and Nottingham area. I finally found one after the fourth supermarket that was selling <laughs> breast pumps. Wow! I I hugged the cashier. Thank you very much because I was very tired at that point. I said Thank you, you. Just saved. You just saved our sleep. And so basically, <laughs> I was now about thirty miles from where I lived. So if I got back in the car, started driving home, and was just joining the M1 when crunch <laughs> when the. Um, basically, the exhaust fell off my car. Wow! Oh
2: yeah, we've been there. And
1: that. I was driving along the M1, thirty miles an hour, with my exhaust dragging behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and then she finally met, back at four, four o'clock now in on a Monday morning. Handed over the best moment, said I'm going to go to sleep now. Excuse me.
2: <laughs> we, um, yeah, our exhaust yeah. fell off. We tied it back on cable ties, and we also repaired the we- exhaust of a red bull can. <laughs> the the, um, the of course is of have really thin exhaust and it's the perfect size of one of the normal size of their bull cans. So we just like snip the top and bottom off, sort of cut it, and then put it around the exhaust and use exhaust putty, and they're held for ages. <clears throat> we're like the of, like really shit bodge jobs that just seem to work.
0: Scrap heat challenge,
1: eat your heart out. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> your your,
1: your garage must love you.
2: Oh, they do. They do so much work for us for free. <laughs> like um when my brake <laughs> pipe snapped because like we would just like rock up leave the car there overnight post, post the keys to the, the letter, keys box. With letter box explain them what was wrong with it and they did actually replace all my brake pipes and didn't charge me for that uh, uh-huh. <laughs> we just gave them so, those cars that like, brought so much business to them that they said so, like, like even now like for uh, MOTs like if they need to. The, a bulb doing or, or something like that they'll just do it and not charge us and so like the cars always pass the mot's because if they do need something they yeah. ring us we say okay do them and then they like do the mot then and pass us every time it's
3: <laughs> you want like a buy three get one free sort of thing you've done so much business they just slip a bit under yeah. the law so. yeah and then, like, <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: and then um but the one did get banned from a different garage, so we don't go there anymore. But we kept our welder in business for a while. How how did you get banned from a garage? It during the M.O.T., and so we're like, please don't bring it back. And we were like, well you shouldn't have left it running. And they were because they leave cars running during the MOT. And we were like, we well, shouldn't have left it running then. Shouldn't you? you should have switched it off and it started overheating. And they were like, Just, never allow back here. And we were like, We've got another one. Does the ban extend to that one? And he was like, Yeah, it extends to all of your cars. And we were like, Oh, fine. And so it was on the way back from that then that the radiator blew up. <laughs>
0: Um, we've got Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kill Me on YouTube says I know one place Cat and Lynx would like to go to is Zach ba- uh, Zach Baggins Baggins yeah Baggins yeah haunted museum. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. See, we met the Ghost Adventures crew when we were in Las Vegas. Um, we were we were staying in Excalibur because we were like if we're going to Las Vegas we're going to stay in the cheapest tackiest hotel we can find.
0: <laughs> I love that. Vegas.
2: <laughs> and our, our mate was not impressed because like she'd spent like six months working on Phantom* was a bit sick of castles. And we were like, <clears throat> okay, we're doing this the Vegas way. And then um one of our ghost hunting buddies was like had done a post saying that ghost adventures crew were in Las Vegas and we were like, oh we're in Las Vegas. And she said like, oh we're doing an investigation in the Riviera like tonight, and we were like, "I was literally just down the strip. We'll go along." So we, we got a bus and down the strip, and we showed up, and there's this massive crowd, and like so they'd been doing like a camera piece, and that, and the all these girls were just like mobbing Zach, and we so we went off and spoke to the others, and we got photos with the others, and they they were really nice, and we were like, "We're not gonna get a picture of Zach because." Girls were just like grabbing him and taking selfies, and he was starting to look like, really pissed off. And I tapped him on the shoulder, and I was like, "Can we have a picture if you please?" And then like someone shoved a child in and got a picture, and I was like going to Link's like, "This is not happening!" Like, all these people are just mobbing him. And next minute somebody grabbed me, and uh, it was Zach, and he grabbed me and pulled me towards him, and he was like, "Okay, you can take a picture." So then Link's got in the photo, and we're the only people that had the picture of him he actually put his arms around us because no actually and actually smiled because no one else asked his permission. They were <laughs> just grabbing him and taking selfies. Whereas we were like, you know, being polite and going, could we have a photo with you? So yeah, we were the only ones and actually felt like a proper like, nice photo. And then during the investigation, then because we'd posted the, the photos on Twitter and tagged them and then Billy tagged us, um, Uh, Billy messaged us on Twitter then saying that, it was really nice to meet you. And it was whilst they were doing their investigation Mm. in the hotels, we were like, that's really cool. And everyone's like, how was Zach then? And we were like, don't care, Billy was really nice. (laughs) So everyone's like really jealous that we got a photo of Zach and we were just like, well, he wasn't a nice one. (laughs) But yeah, we want to go to his haunted museum so like we can like smuggle stuff out and start our own. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what what else did what did you what else did you do when you were in vegas
2: um we went to so many museums uh, this is fio <laughs> yeah, this is the cat bum we warned you about this is Theo. <laughs> this is the cat that technically doesn't live with us but does um we went to the mob museum and we oh. did death poses against the saint valentine's massacre wall um <laughs> We and then we, there was an electric chair so we were pretending to to electrocute each other and we were just like jiggling like <laughs> that. And then we got up and got our bag and people like applauded and we were like, um, and they were like, oh, that was really good. And they were like, so you work here then? And we were like, no. <laughs> and they were like, I thought you were like, you know, like scare actors. And we were like, mm. nope.
1: So had, like, just
2: in round of the props. And um, so no, we we did a helicopter ride into the Grand Canyon wow, and yeah. and we, we took some rocks home as a souvenir and then only afterwards found out that there's apparently a curse attached if you take rocks from the Grand Canyon. We were fine but, but our the sister like, ha- like had like a lot of accidents and like her, her partner lost his job and she broke her ankle and then like we found out about the curse and we were like Oh, maybe it's true. And she was like, why? I mean, we didn't know they were cursed. We are like, it's more exciting than the key ring. Like, okay, cursed rocks. And a curse.
0: <laughs> you get a big rock and a sister- curse.
3: My sisters went to the Grand Canyon. All they brought me home was a curse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: I went to Area 51 back in uh, 2005. And I must have bring back one of the signs from like, that line... Uh, oh Grove Lake God. Road so yeah but that, going to that was a surreal experience because you're basically driving along Grove Lake Road which is like the closest point you can get to A 51 and you are going, centre video cameras more video cameras oh look so quite a few video sensors along there and it is really is just not so much Big brother is watching you it's watching you and pointing a very big gun at you <laughs> uh, and like about a couple because of minutes after
2: you've been in a zigzag
1: yeah but We got to kind of the closest point and stopped, and like we kind of walked along about, you know, about a good metre before the line you do not cross. And a couple of a couple minutes afterwards, this big black Humvee turned up, (laughs) and on the ridge behind, and was just watching us the entire time. Didn't get out, didn't say anything, just sat there watching us.
2: Oh, it's like that guy, um, when we were hiding behind the bushes in (laughs) Talgafasai, that's what he was doing.
1: Yeah. And then we so after about after we were just missing around, like throwing around um paper plates and go, look at UFO. <laughs> and after about ten minutes of that, we got bit bored and started heading back. And we traveled along, like the roads in America are just straight. Yeah. 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 They do they don't turn, they just go straight. And I kept looking back, like for a few hours, keep and I kept going to my mate, Chris, I go, Chris, there's a black home behind us about 15 miles and that kept going going for about six hours
2: wow that's so, dedication.
1: <laughs> yeah that was just very surreal and somewhat unnerving what it was
0: was it was just a good uh, it was a good stand uh, a good sort of bystander who saw that there was a crazy man got inside your car and you were about to get murdered <laughs> quite probably
1: quite probably yeah.
2: so went to the um in the luxor hotel they had like a bodies exhibition so you know where like skin like dead people and put them on display yeah
0: i we saw that when we were in vegas
2: so that was really cool and then they had the titanic exhibition and that was really interesting and we, then we basically just did museums yeah and but like our mate it was a bit... Oh, and we befriended the homeless guy on the bridge. Oh, we did, and his staffy, And, his staffie, and uh, he proposed to us. And we were like, oh, we're going to San Francisco now. Oh, sorry. San Francisco. And then... um, But in the Excalibur Hotel was a weapons shop. So we, we bought, like, decorative daggers. We put them back. And our mate was like, why have you bought daggers? And we were like, are you kidding? Like, they're really cool. And she was like, but... You got into trouble in Gatwick for trying to take cramping raspberry squash on the plane. And, um, and she's like, But you've got weapons. When I put it to America, this is acceptable. So she was convinced that we would have our luggage seized because we get into trouble in airports. Um, can't think why. And yeah, so like on the way there, like I had my cramping raspberry squash seized and I kicked up a fuss about it. And then I got lost. And um, <laughs> and uh but I managed to get them back by because the this security guy like took my took my bottles of squash off me and my passport and then like dumped me right back at the security gates so I just went to like the other line and just put through the bottles of squash and that they let me go it so like, <laughs> it's 20 minutes till we were boarding and I say to him like you took my twin off, where is she? And he's like, Well, what does she look like? I was like, <laughs> Me, <laughs> and oh my God, I got into oh, I got into an argument in the last wheels Con in Telford. Um, over been a twin, over been to because. Like they give you the trade wristbands and you're only supposed to have two per table but of course we go with our mate dave and we took our mate andrew and usually we get away with the and so sometimes if, then. if you keep previous wristbands and don't put them on tightly you can slip them on and off so we're do the same color so i went to get the wristbands, doing like pretending i hadn't had them but this guy was like a total jobs worth and he was like i've given them to your table i was like no no you haven't i've just parked the car I've just come in, I've come to get my wristbands. He's like, I've given them to you. I said, no, you didn't. And I pointed out my table. He's like, well, I gave them to your table over there. He's like, I gave them to you. I said, no, you didn't. And then I said, you must have given them to my twin. And he went, no, I didn't. (laughs) I was like, you must have done, because you didn't give them to me. He's like, no, I didn't. And, um, And then he made the mistake of telling me to calm down. (laughs) <laughs> and then I that, especially then when like he denied that I was a twin and, and then like I spent the rest of the con having to hide whenever he walked past the table so that he didn't see two of us there and so yeah he was yeah. Yeah. no I,
1: I remember I'll never forget that con
2: he was so wet
1: <laughs> i, I but basically just like for the um, benefit of the listeners um, I've basically gone to World's Comic Con uh, with the hope of kind of trying to back some interviews didn't work out and but then that was a slight oversight, shall we say, in planning, because <laughs> the handguns of the fact of like, it's going to be torrential downpour. And also, they didn't put it in, makes it gets better. And also the handguns of the fact it's on the same time as um, the football club, local football was having a match. So Very all good. the parking was completely um taken up. And because like where usually park, which was in a nearby um shopping state, they said, well you can't you can't you can only park here for an hour. If during football matches. And so basically I could hand the slug 10 minutes back to the car, move it to a different car park and slug back in torrential downpour. The third time after this I was getting somewhat miffed. <laughs> Uh, you, you, wrote was, a, you wrote a scathing review on the website Yeah, uh, um, wet cold and claustrophobic I think yeah. and it was just like no I mean actually yes things like this happen you can't predict it but also it is spring it is the time for rain you can put in like you know measures to stop flooding to yeah. put mats down
2: and that was to... the first time we were in the marquee we were always in the hall, the, and the only time you put us in the marquee it, it flooded Griptilova
1: stuff. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah just, it leaked. It was just, yeah, and I me mean, I saw one guy who was dressed as um oh um, Drogo from Game of Thrones. And he was blue. <laughs> he was going blue. As he put it, it was quite a bit cold to start, but now I'm just numb. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: and I think, yeah, that's called hypothermia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we took our coats off all day. It was freezing. No, but the coldest one we did was Whitby Gough weekend and um they left the doors open which was really annoying. It was three degrees and we were camping because we refused to pay a hundred pounds a room. We was like the camp night was fourteen quid a night and it was in so April. week we, so we camped in three degrees and the only source of heat we had for the entire weekend was in the toilet block. So we were so cold we couldn't sleep and we we slept in like all of our layers and yeah then they left the doors to the pavilion open and it was just freezing but the stall next to us which was like massive had all these like um electrical outlets so you you have to pay for those you have to pay so when they weren't looking we just plugged like all of our stuff into the, and then like we were wearing really like long gothic dresses, so we just stand over them, and our skirts would cover the fact that our phones were plugged into the <laughs> electricity. But we did pretend thirty dogs that weekend. We did ten a day, which yeah. is nice. And then like this woman came back with a jack russell like every day. And first two days like we made friends with the jack russell, and like I happened to be wearing my dog walking coat, so I was giving her biscuits. And then the third day she came about the dog and we just didn't know what to say to her. we were just like, <laughs> just like Here's your dog She's like, I've left at home today. mean we, we we'd like, like make an excuse to leave so like if there was a dog if in it, the entrance. Yeah. I'd be like it'd be like this Dog just standing in the doorway, be like, oh, toilet paper timing," and just go out and pat the dog. And that's like, the only good thing about that weekend. So, that and that, in fact, we got to steal people's electricity. but
0: <laughs> Somebody should make a film of your lives. <laughs> just, nothing, it's not so horror, random. just just following <laughs> you guys around. <laughs>
2: just... Fil- films have to make sense. <laughs> oh, this could be a perfect
4: documentary, though. Come yeah, I
0: just like, what do you guys, you know, it's just... Like,
2: I I went actually at the Sheffield Con that we met Pete at. I nearly got locked in the toilet with Lynnea quickly, and I said like, that was just really random. I was like peeing in the stall next to her, and then like a security guards said, like, "Is anyone in here?" And I hear this American voice going, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh yeah, me." And then like got out of the stall, and she came out at the same time. And I was like, "Oh my God, it's Lynnea quickly!" And I was like, "I love your outfit." And she was like tiny. She was like shorter than me, and. Um, as Linda, I said, like, oh, I really like your dress, and she's like, I oh, thank you. And she was like, It would be quite fun if we got locked in here for the night. I was like, It, it would be. and So <laughs> I just got chatting to her, and she was really nice and she complimented my outfit. And so, yeah, that's like one of my major claims to fame is that I was nearly locked in the, um, the con toilets with her. So, be like, <laughs> <a bit> exciting. <laughs> it's just like that. Um, and we once it, it was an ex friend's birthday, and we decided that I there's this lake in Cardiff called Grove Park, and they hire out rowing boats. So we decided for his birthday we were going to dress as pirates and hire rowing boats because we thought it would be really funny. So we dre- we dressed up, and we made him dress up, and we went to the lake. And the, the, the boats were not available for hire. We were a week early, so we were just stuck at this lake dressed as pirates I mean we could have gone home but we didn't but, yeah we were like oh well, we're here now and then we heard the voice going it's just like fancy dress." and we turned around and it was Jamie Roberts from the Welsh rugby team and we were like can we have photos so we've got a photo of us dressed as pirates with this enormous rugby player and then like other people kept coming up and were like oh can we have photos taken with you so I don't know whether they thought that we knew him or whether it's just because We were just at this random tourist attraction dressed as pirates. (laughs) But we we always get people wanting to take photos with us. It's usually Russians. Russians love us for some reason. (laughs) And then once we were in um, Greyfriars Kirkyard in Edinburgh, and this guy was like, oh, can I have a photo of you? And it turned out he was Motorhead's roadie. No way. (laughs) Yeah, and he wanted a photo with us. He was like, oh, this is nice. But yeah, Russian (laughs) tourists keep taking photos with us. They're just like, oh, (laughs) like, to have a photo of you, and we're like, oh, okay. Or, or then like, Japanese tourists take photos of us. Yeah, so. yeah, because, like, or Chinese tourists, because, yeah. like, twins are lucky, so, like, they, like, take photos of us, and we're like... And, yes. like, friends who aren't, like, used to it get, like, really creeped out by it, and we're like, just go with it, it just happens. <laughs> You're going to end up in some stranger's photos at some point, but... <laughs> yeah, and... um yeah weird things just happened to us yeah because when we were in Sweden because we were in newspapers because we were doing the um the the signing at the bookstore, we then went to a different town in Sweden like about an hour away and people kept coming up to us and saying oh I saw you in the newspaper we were like it's just so random but...
0: um uh, before we go actually I wouldn't mind asking you how
2: um
0: I for my chagrin, I've never read one of your books, unfortunately, but I will.
2: No, will have you? You're in the majority. Of <laughs> but how do how they're do you,
0: really good to be? Do you do you write? Uh, uh, are they they're co-authored? So how do you com- how do you uh, combine your your sort of story lines well, together?
2: Um, I, it may shock you, but we really shit at planning, so we don't. We just no. um, and we'll come up with like a vague idea, and then one of us will write, Two pages, and then we'll switch over. And the other one, right, we'll read through and go. Okay, so that's what we're doing. It's kind of like the the, like the chain letter, you know, like yeah, with those letters where you like write and and that's it. Madlibs. We don't really discuss it, and we'll just go and read what's been written, and then just carry it on. So it's quite nice because like sometimes I'll go out and I'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Or you'll mm. be like, oh, that's really good. I didn't see that coming. Mm. So it's always a nice surprise then. And then we'll do like, one of us will do like a full edit of it once it's done and then Neil yeah, will do a full edit of it. And, and we like use different colours then so we can see what's been added. But since lockdown started, the laptop now triggers migraines so I can actually no longer work. So, I'm having to go back to using pen and paper. So, at the moment, we're just writing true crime articles. So, Lynx has to do the research on the computer, type it up, and then print it out for me. And then I'll make turn it into an article and then give it to her. So, she has to type it up then on the computer and then again, like print it out so I can edit it because otherwise I can't work. So, it's like been really annoying. So, it's like things like skype okay it's the white background though of the the sheet that causes issues Mm. um so like literally all of our social media is now in dark mode (laughs) but um so yeah we do not sort of discuss it or sort of sit down and go so what what should happen now or anything we'll just be like we'll just see how it goes and it it somehow works, like, you know, somehow in our lives we've not yet been murdered by random strangers. So wow. accidentally killed ourselves. I'm still surprised that we're, that we're still alive, to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Having heard your stories, I'm surprised as well.
4: <laughs> I, I, I would ask, because um, I know a few people that have um, been writing for a while, some people have been um, really... that They say writer's block is is arguably one of the worst things they come up with and sometimes something yeah. that they probably plan thats like three months of writing takes them about two or three years has there been any instances where you've had an idea and all of a sudden it's just you've just crashed and then you thought how do we now carry on or how and then has it taken you then like a long time to actually get it done
2: not when we've started something yeah when we started something it's usually uh it's usually fine and we we carry it on but since lockdown we haven't like had any ideas well, since before as well like um we, we were like really struggling so we opened the pole studio um beginning of the year which um pandemic that... wasn't mentioned in the swot analysis yeah we did a whole course of business wales and had to say what our strengths and weaknesses and threats were and no one talked about the pandemic and seven weeks later... I feel they let us down. <laughs> yeah. Seven weeks later, it's like temporary closed, And then and then we started teaching in our garden. So we kind of put writing a bit on hold, but we haven't had like any new ideas re- sort of recently. So we, and then when the migraine started, then couldn't write. So we're now just, we, we do true true crime articles now to sort of tie this over. I'm I'm doing the pole dancing magazine as well. So at the moment because we've got the writer's block, and instead doing non-fiction, so we've just shifted to a different... Um, well, do you find doing the non-fiction
4: stuff is maybe giving you ideas for when you do actually get back to your fiction writing?
2: Um, no, it's different, isn't it? Non-fiction's yes. easier, because like, we can be funny. Mm. Um, but, yeah, and also the, the research... Um, because it just kind of like writes itself but once you've got all the research it's just like just like a puzzle isn't it just putting it in in yeah and then we did start doing these random diplomas so we now have um in lockdown so we've now got a diploma in cryptozoology writing high egyptian hieroglyphs so we can go and raid tombs now and, oh, um, yeah, Egypt's one place we want to visit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, we're learning about ancient Egyptian magic as well. Wow. So wow. Um, all, like, really useful stuff. There's... So crypt, we, we might sort of – we've not done much crypto writing, so we might do that. So we're thinking for our birthday in February, rather than going to Rome and risking another pandemic, we're, we're thinking of potentially doing a road trip up to Scotland and hunting Loch Ness.
0: <laughs> wow, okay. Oh. Do, do you think please, Loch Ness? Do, do you think Loch Ness exists?
2: We really hope Loch Ness exists, but we really hope the monster exists because, like Bigfoot, were like absolutely no way that that creature doesn't exist. But like you know, there's still a chance for Nessie. <laughs> well, and, um,
0: I've got a friend who I just found out recently believes in Bigfoot, and I was like, "What? Really?" <laughs> I was just like, "But Loch Ness." i don't know they'd have to have a somebody did like an analysis on it they would have to have a certain amount of those types of creatures i don't know if they're what sort of dinosaurs they were Um,
2: yeah Yeah. they would
0: have to have x amount of those with them that for that to you know for it to survive and for it to be unless it's you know very very, didn't
2: they recently find that megalodon shark which is like 400 years old
0: well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, you, it could be, it could be quite old. Um, yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I'm quite skeptical about most things, to be honest. I, I'm one of those really super boring atheists who's like, science, I don't believe in things. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah we're,
2: the know, same. we're super, we're like really skeptical, but we really want them to be yeah, true. So. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, get that. I,
0: I have a feeling it's lovely. just like, I would love there to be magic and, and monsters and <laughs> stuff like that around. It's just like, it's just like, I just can't. It just doesn't seem right.
2: Like, um, one time, um, like we, we started gymnastics a few years ago and we were really bad at it, but for our coach's birthday, he decided we were all going to go to a casino. So we were like, Oh, we'll do like, a, cause we sometimes like dabbling like witchcraft spells. Cause it's just fun. And we were like, we'll do a gambling spell to help us win. So we did that like the night before. And no, it was, the day, it was on the day, mm. and then so we were telling them about it, about the spell, and they were just like, "It's not real. It's like it doesn't exist." Because we need the picture of like obviously like a tiger or something. Yeah, and, and like we tiger with money. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and and the green candle we didn't have one, so we we, we found a picture oh. of a leopard with a rapper called Tiger. So we like close enough, but we were the only. And so then we. So, we basically got the entire spell wrong, but um, they were just like, the, the gymnastics lot aren't quite used to a us shed, even though we've been here three years, they still find us a little odd. But we <laughs> took a spell, and they were very much, what? Witchcraft, what? We were like, it's fine. We were the only ones that won Monday that night. Wow. We played for our next polo lesson with our winnings at the casino, and they all went home broke. And we were like, You mocked us! So,
0: mic drop hashtag wicking boom!
2: <laughs> 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 it's, it's, yeah, I think we we told like one of our favorite jokes, like with that, we used to weed out the weaklings, and they didn't laugh. And we're like, Oh, it's the wrong crowd. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs>
0: Um, okay. Um, I've got a message from Mr. Kilme. i uh, got to say thanks to CL Raven for letting me know about this. I will definitely <laughs> be watching these again. I hope that's about like
2: ten minutes before I think <laughs> we we're like, hey, on a podcast. I so like so listener to our radio show. Well, him and we've got Facebook friend Kenny in America, but yeah, Mr Kilmey's When like, you were
1: Fridays, I used to listen every Friday night and then you meet to Saturdays when <laughs> I'm no longer able to listen.
2: Oh, see, it's because we started teaching in. Um, That's in, no
1: excuse. <laughs> in this
2: on Friday, we taught for like all of one week, and then lockdown. lockdown hits. We had to we had to close the hall. But oh. we, we now play uh, Vampire the Masquerade on Fridays now, so nice. uh, we can't can't move back. That's all about Is the that RPGs. Over roll
1: twenty or something like that.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, and,
1: um,
2: I play Malcavian uh, Jezebel, who's convinced she's a countess. It's she's so insane. It's so much fun. <laughs> she lives in the church. She has a pet feast that she calls Judas because she she can't remember his name, and she's got bats. And now I think now I've got two dogs and seven kittens as well that we stole from a dog fighting ring. It's that character. I, I um, play a, bo- a boo So she's just like she's just goes around like shooting people, stealing dogs.
0: Pete has a pet mule in our game. <laughs> called, called, called Neil Brenner. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, I think we're going to have to leave it there. OBS has been temperamental yet again. But um, thank you very much, ladies. It's been an absolute blast. You are, you know, just really, really super interesting. It was really, really good. And, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: just uh, badness. Your lives, are just it's it's eccentricity to the to the max.
2: See, see we think our lives are quite normal and then like start telling people stuff and they're just like what <laughs> it's, it's, it's like quite interesting for people who really leave the house so honestly i think
0: if anybody's going to find lockless monster it's you two it, it's going to be you two
3: or
0: your, your car you're the accelerator and your car is going to set a, you're going to break and you're gonna crash into the you're gonna crash into the lock and hit it on the head or something <laughs> <laughs> you know it was it, it, it did exist once it just do, it yeah, doesn't exist it anymore and
2: then the hopping smart car fell on
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh it's been a pleasure ladies really appreciate that absolutely amazing uh, uh Mr Kilme. thank you very much for all the uh the comments and uh to diacatron as well appreciate the comments on youtube um so for tonight um i've been matt, Ge- matt geary with me has been john joe Cosgrove. take care everyone uh peter ray allison look after for each other mark canty take care everybody and cl raven
2: <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> night, <guys. laughs> bye. goodbye Bye. night guys bye